0: Hello listeners, this is Jim the Keys bartender. I don't know why I ask how you're doing today, but I am concerned how you're doing today because you know part of the reasons why I do the show is kinda for my own mental health, but also hopefully for some people out there that can say, well I'm a little like that too. And one of my uh well want to start, it's beautiful down here in the Keys right now. It's a little warm. It's gonna be like this till November. You vary a couple of degrees. We'll get rain. It'll be dry. We'll rain. We'll get a couple uh, threats of tropical storms or hurricanes. We expect. We'll be watching those. It's a. Uh, <coughs> I wouldn't say it's a tense time down here. It's a tense time when there's approaching when there's a hurricane approaching, but not so much like we're always we're not always standing on pins and needles, while. We're in hurricane season, but we're just keeping a wary eye towards the tropics. And you seem to be heading south now. Everything's heading south, but that that changes. And uh, being summer, it's a little slower, but then again, it's the holidays, so it's a little busier right now. A lot of people coming in uh, to town. A lot of the... You know, on the holiday weekend like this, it's mainly people with vacation homes and rentals and things like that coming down. So in the next day or two, we're going to see boats and all that stuff. Some people taking the whole week off for, you know, since the 4th. When is the 4th? So tomorrow's the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, Monday. Monday is the 4th. So... What people are, pins and needles are about, especially down here. It's such a, I mean, I'm sure that's every place in the United States. Uh, I never thought, you know, thought about it as much until I had a little dog. I didn't have a dog since I was an adolescent, and uh, the last ten years I've been, I you know, what you talk, I told you about our dog passing away and all that stuff, uh, but. <clears throat> Every time on a 4th of July, just like a lot of you people, the dog fucking freaked out. And there's nothing you could do. I would just try blasting music, do something, try to get him some kind of sedative. You know, I heard once putting a little melatonin in it. But, you know, dogs and their different breeds and all that stuff, they were so, so different. I was like an 8-pound dog and she was always nervous and stuff like that. So there's another thing to be nervous about, right? But you don't need to be, you don't need to be uh, catastrophizing, I think it's called the word, catastrophizing. That's when you project in the future and you think the worst case scenario all the time. And most of the time, you know, I guess unless you're doing an endeavor that, let's say you're going to go to build a house, but you have no home building skills, you could be doomed for Failure there, you know, maybe, and you know, if you don't take your time and learn on the way and do all these things, bring in experts. But most of the time, uh, catastrophizing is something that you could just you just always automatically go to the worst case scenario, and it's usually the, the thing that doesn't happen, right? You always take away from your enjoyment in the future. So recently, I have a way when I have discussions. With my loved ones. Always kind of making it the worst sometimes. So I kind of. Back off. If I'm not. Crucial to the decision making process. And. A lot of times. I just. I'm devastating with my. You know I'm just. When someone's asking me a question. I get real analytical. Where I'm not an analytical person. By nature. But if it's something I thought about a lot, I'll just sit there and I'll just—and it's not a pleasant experience. I realize a pleasant experience for people that have to listen to me. So when anybody asks for my opinion for some things, and I know I—I I have to think when it when someone's asking me my opinion, will I be able to do something or say something that would. Help the person get to the place they want to be. Are they looking for an answer? Are they looking for a confirmation of what they're doing? Are they looking for support for a decision? You know, confirmation is supported. You can support a decision that is not necessarily one you think that's going to work out, but confirm in a decision when you say, I believe it's the same one. It doesn't make it as successful. Either way. So, I mean, unless there's something constructive at it, I try, try to stay out of it. But today I didn't. And I was asking an opinion on something. I'm not going to do it. I'm thinking this. And they were, it was uh, one of my loved ones. And, and uh, we're going back and forth. And anytime I differ with somebody, when I have a, a difference of opinion, and I get amped up on my on my thinking, on my reasoning I never feel good afterwards I never feel good about it I don't feel good about the reaction with the person I realize it's as much me as them, maybe more so me it took me a while to figure that out when someone asked my opinion I said oh, I don't want to offer opinion on that why? Uh, you're not going to like it you know that's the way to do it And I said, nah, I don't know enough. I don't know enough about it. That's always a good answer. I'm saying, you're really looking for an opinion? What do you want to do? If you're looking, you know, for someone, if they're looking for a confirmation of what they want, right, and say, what do you think? And you go opposite. You could be one person. I mean, they're asking you to inject the negative. Instead of, Me thinking, why don't I inject a positive? Oh, that would be exciting if you went, you know, if you did this and did that. Or you applied for this job. You know? Just go go and do it. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I mean, maybe in all situations it's not really good. Like when, you know, there's a tropical storm coming through and someone says, we're going to go in and... Deep sea fishing trip. We're going to go out a couple hundred miles, but there's a storm coming in. What do you think? And you're like, Well, I know you want to go out fishing, but uh, you know, if there's a storm coming in, and it's projected to strike. I would suggest you stay in. I mean, that could cause a little negative feeling for you and say, Hey, listen, think, get real in this case. But most cases, people are asking these questions. They're not asking things that are cut and dry, they're subjective from a point of view. So they're once may not align with reality, but it's still a want. And you're coming out saying anything like that. Well, yeah, maybe, you know, she should go and do it. Now, either right, right or wrong, I realize there's some things I just got to back up off. I guess back away. And uh, I'm learning that about myself. I do. And... I gotta do it with myself when I'm thinking, I gotta go and do this, how much is it gonna you know cost me? What does it make sense to do that? Does it make sense to do that? And sometimes it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of things, which I realize that maybe some people are very easy to relate to. You can always say, Well, so and so is not gonna like this, so and so is not gonna like that. I mean, I'm I think I'm a person that may be hard to read. And people say, Well, oh, were you saying you're very closeted and smarter than me? No. I say maybe I'm a little more manic. So from day to day you may not know exactly what I would like. One time someone was talking they got uh, I gotta be in my bonnet on this. They were talking about cheerleading. And I didn't want my stepdaughter to cheerlead and i don't know i had this feeling that cheerleader even though i enjoyed watching cheerleaders and all this stuff i didn't like the idea that these young girls are going to be objectified and cheering on the sidelines being a side show to the main show that's going on the the center ring the center ring being like whatever activity sports take place but there's also, you know, I never took into account that the cheerleading is, an, is a competition or an exercise in itself. I mean, they have competitions. Just cheerleading squads. And that's their thing. But I was so thinking, I said, I don't want my, my daughter to be, you know, b- playing second fiddle to other people automatically. You know just like cheerleading I'm thinking about the football teams professional football teams and things like that And um, may, you know sometimes at the time it seemed like the perfectly good opinion if you think about how you empower women and stuff like that but then in the long run when you think about it when I rationally think about it oh yeah there are competitions they go and do this they go and they can win scholarships in their own right just in, just in cheerleading yeah crazy huh So I used to, I get stuck in a position you can make an argument for, like being a good debater, being a master debater, not being a master debater, but a master debater. I'm not saying I'm necessarily a master debater. You ever seen debates recently? The, um, in high school and college, in some debate circles, debating has got to be like this really regimented thing where they go real fast and to do as many facts as possible to fit inside their two-minute thing. So it's almost impossible for the opposing team to address them. So it seemed like debating has evolved where people had canned responses where they know what the the person first who makes their argument makes their advice, and the second they don't have to gestureer argument to come back and fire away at whatever they want to dispute about the you know about the main topic I know I'm getting off the subject a little, but no it isn't so when a debate you take a main topic you know let's say you talk about something that's not controversial, for instance, something let's start with something not controversial it's gun rights. <laughs> I did that in eighth grade and stuff like that. So you have to be pro or against. Now, ideally in the debate, you'll do your first argument if for, I think for goes first, or con, for gun control or against gun control. Um, so, whoever goes first, the second person adjusts their argument compared to what they, the other person said. Just like a lawyer would when you're presenting evidence. So whenever you're in a Discussion with someone—it's pretty much a debate unless you're all on the same team. And I always think if you sit around and everyone's agreeing with each other, you know, if the person that's suggesting the topic, let's say in a friendly conversation, and it's friendly, so you can all agree because you don't know, you know have to resolve it. But if it's if it's real decision. A real and, if, or decision, meaning if I do this, I I won't be able to do this. If I do that, I won't be here for that. So people are asking for real input. And you do a disservice to someone you can do a disservice to someone that really needs an honest input on something. If you just go along and say, well, what's your thinking of it? And you say, I agree with your thinking of it. Now, if it aligns with it, that'd be right. But if you disagree and just go along with it, just not to make waves. I think that's a problem. Right? And I I realize from a lot of times when I'm making I don't know if my arguments are better than anybody else's or just crazier. And maybe I'm off putting someone by coming back with the argument. I've lost a lot of, I mean, I've realized I I lost a lot of discussions if you were going to keep a scorecard, right? I believe, I believe I lost as many as I want. But a couple ones, I'll tell you one. I it's, kinda, it's not secretive, but uh, it's, I think the Statue of Limitations is almost over. It's about 38 years ago, 37 years ago. In my fraternity, I was an officer in my fraternity on my campus, and I lived in the house. And the fraternity at the time had full-fledged female members, not little sisters, female members. And it was a residual of the 1960s. Freedom, equality, and all that stuff. And I thought it actually was pretty good because it made us more of a I mean, we had a pretty diverse group of people in our fraternity. We had uh, different ethnic groups, different races, and women. Full Women members. They weren't little sisters. They weren't immediately tasked with cleaning up. Right? A couple times they were girls that were boyfriends or girlfriend uh, girlfriends of guys in the fraternity, which may have defeated, I think. But there was a couple of girls that just joined it because they were friends with guys who joined the fraternity that had female members. And the female members weren't justified. They didn't get passed around and stuff like that. But they they were a voting member. Well, so a fraternity isn't it supposed to be a brotherhood. Well, it's kind of like a family almost. It's almost like a cult, let's call it. But it's not a cult. It's a social thing. So we had this one older, older, a couple years, upperclassman. She was a year or two ahead of me. But I was an officer in a group. And she had been a member for about four years. And it was a five years college. It was a co-op college. It was three of. She was a member for two or three years. And she decided she wanted to join her sorority. But stay in the fraternity. Um. The officers in the house were having this discussion. I hope we don't get in trouble for this, but and it is 38 years ago. Discussions was, we don't like it. We don't know why we like it. Don't like it. And I said, and I, I kind of put words to their concerns. I said, you don't like it because we went on a limb. We risk our, we risk our uh, charter with our fraternity, our national fraternity, by doing what we're doing. And then this member, who's privy to a lot of our things we talk about in meetings, to that information, will be attending other meetings in another fraternal organization, which happens to be a sorority, knowing both of them coming back and forth, which would have helped for us too, if they allowed that. So I said, but... And, I mean, it's like being a a dual citizen between countries that aren't fully aligned. I mean, and being able to vote in both elections. So I went, they said, Jim, you're the one to give the, the discussion and we're going to put it up for a vote in general membership. She's going to join sorority my argument was she can no longer be a member of the fraternity. Well, and a lot of other fraternities, they had little sisters, you can call them little sisters, who happened to be sorority sisters. So, I mean, that's what I would have came at and said, listen, all we're doing is up in this and showing a little more respect. That's what they should have said. Hey, listen, our point is not to diss sororities saying no better or worse. My point is to rise up you know, show people that everyone should be treated the same. And I made took that argument and I said, well, if everyone's supposed to be treated the same, would we be, be allowed to join another fraternity and be a member of this fraternity? And they go, no. Okay. So if a sorority is a fraternity, it's a fraternal organization, why she should be able to argue that. And then I went on for some other heated things. I said, you know, we, we risk our charter from doing this, and we've done this, and it, it it could, you know, it demeans what the other girls went through being members of the fraternity. And the, the woman just wanted to be a member of a sorority. But I went there and argued, and it ended up, I, I don't know if it was my argument or... The aggression in the room that changed the vote but the vote came out like almost like 80% for 20% against so she was voted out of the blackballed effectively and you know what to this day I didn't feel good about it at the time after I did it and I definitely don't feel good about it today I wish I could have just, if I could take it back, I would have taken it back. And at the time, I thought I had every right, every right to say that. So, sometimes it's as if that I'll take a differing point of view to take a different point of view. Then I'll construct an argument around it. Instead of just saying, "Hey, I think that's a good idea," because that's when someone asks your opinion. See, I think that's a good idea. I wouldn't do it exactly like that, but I I don't know of everything that you're, you know you you came about your decision, and so it's probably the best decision for you. I could just say that. So someone comes along and says, I'm thinking about opening a restaurant and stuff like that. And it's a well, and then I can go back. Oh, it's really hard. You, you got to have a certain amount of money and you have to have, a, you know, I mean, that would be wise to tell someone you need to have like a year's worth of, of operating capital. And, you know, you to think about what you're going to do with booze and all this stuff and hiring is very hard, you know, in this day, it's very hard to hire. So it's really easy to kind of shit on someone's positive thing So. You just got to find out exactly, what exactly do they want from me? Do you want me to help you fine-tune that thing? Is there any way I can help you? What the decision, if you're not sure of it, do you really want to hear my considered difference? So, that's where I was at today. And in order to get away for that. Now I'll move on to the next one. What do you do? I came from the gym. I went to a meeting and stuff like that. I did a carb-heavy lunch. So I always get kind of sleepy. And sleep entails kind of uh, more depression for me. And I can get in that so quickly if I think I've pissed off someone I care about. It just bothers me. But I just got to take in my mind. I said, listen, I I can apologize. I'm sorry it came out that way. Even though you may not said something. I'm sorry you read it the way you did. And I hope I'm sorry it affected you the way that it affected you. But I'm ready to move on from this. Is there anything else I can do? (laughs) I know and say, hey, listen, what are you going to cause all this devastation? And you're just going to apologize and you're ready to move on from this? You know, sometimes you say things, and you you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. You said something that someone disagreed with, and it bothered them. But there's nothing I can do about changing it. Other than by saying these other things, I'm sorry that affected your no way. I love you. Blah blah blah. I I wish we could just have discussions. No, so, I'm sorry. I mean. I'm eating this shortbread. It's from London. My boss uh, was over in London and she uh, bought this tin of shortbreads for the wife as a gift. And it's delicious. Who thinks shortbread would be that good? That is also ha- helping me get out of this. I'm just realizing I am just realized I can't control what other people feel and what other people think. You could try to placate it, but that's it. And it's real tough when you're sitting in paradise and stuff like that. And you're going out you forget where you are. And you can just look out and say, man, I just see... You. I'm looking out the window right now. I see three different birds. A blue jay, a cardinal, a blackbird, a black bird with colored wings. Actually, there's four different birds. And every so often a red-headed woodpecker. So... I just got to think the world goes on. It doesn't really matter how I feel because I could just as easily feel happy right now and content. There's no reason why I shouldn't. I'm pretty healthy. I'm a little nappy right now. but And I get an opportunity to talk to you. I'm going to cut this off right now. I'm going to say thank you for listening. Um, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. I know as I'm eating a piece of shortbread right here and you hear me eating, <clears throat> it's not everyone's cup of tea, but and I hope that, if, you know, it's five years and I'm still hoping to find an audience that would help, I guess. You you might say, if you listen to my early episodes, hey, Jim, you changed the structure of the show. No wonder you lost everyone. You. Well, um, I did. I did lo- um, I did probably lose. The people who listened in the beginning aren't the same people that are listening now. Life changes. Well, I do appreciate you guys. I appreciate these other people that used to listen. and They liked something different. And that's the difference. Variety is the spice of life. Well, thank you very much and have a great weekend. I will be back. I may be back tomorrow. Who knows? I'll talk to you later.